we're back for the Oddly Observant Podcast. And today, I'm bringing on Cameron Aziz. And we're going to talk about a, a product that we found that we thought was pretty interesting. And we actually found this on Product Hunt, which is like a social networking site for products, ideas, projects, and all, the, all those sorts of things. Uh, you should check it out. But that's where we found this, this app that just released a beta called Ox. And this is an uh, offshoot of Facebook. And Cameron, do you want to go ahead and give us some, a little bit more information about what this app, Ox by Facebook, is and why Facebook? Well, we're still not super sure either on what it is because currently it's only available in Canada, right? And so we um, we were able to do a little digging around on the internet and see some people in Canada who were able to test it out. Um, and yeah, this was all kind of... Uh, stemmed from some of our product hunt searches where we get to see really cool um, new betas and, and things coming out. Um, and so this just popped up on sort of our uh, recommended um, products based on things that, you know, we we look at all the time, which are uh, m- music streaming products, uh, social listening products. And so um, this Aux app by Facebook looks pretty cool. Um, the idea is that it's a uh, their own take on Turntable FM, which for people don't know, um, it was a online um, DJing site where people would be a DJ um, and then they would have different crowds of people um, listening to what they were playing um, through a website and they were um, able to either clap or boo um, on the song suggestions. The DJ um, was able to sort of blast that right to a bunch of people. Um, and so it was really cool and actually had a really nice little like cult community following. But in 2013, um, the service collapsed. Um, so the main features of Aux um, appear to be that, right? It appears to be a way for you to, um, uh, for, for someone to play music um, and then have other people um, listening at the same time. Um, what we don't know about the app is, one, where is this music coming from? Um, what, is the, what is the catalog available to be played? Um, and two, what are the mechanics of the actual session, right? How does it actually work to listen in real time? What are the features? How can you actually um, interact with others? It, it appears to be at first glance, too, uh, where the aux gets passed around or taken rather than like a, a queue where people are adding music to the same area. It's an interesting take, to say the least. But I think the ultimate thing always comes down and people want to control their music. Yeah, and one of the um, there's so many different ways to actually um, approach um, the sort of social music listening experience. For example, um, um, Turntable FM, um, the the service that was in direct reference on this product hunt posting, the way their um, uh, system was set up is there was different rooms, right? So it's not like you just listen to music and you're live. You actually create a predefined room um, that is then shared across um, 
the, the site and different people can see that room um, with the different labels, right? Attach that room based on your interests, what you're listening to, or just something creative and unique. The thing is, these rooms are persistent. So the rooms stay there whether you're in them or not. So it seems like the purpose is for is kids being able to share music um, in between classes and listen at the same time, which we think is a really, really cool use case. Um, it's also a little bit interesting, um, um, the context of who made this app, um, and we're still not really sure about what the full product is, but the way that it was released, we said it was by Facebook, but it was actually from a recently formed arm of Facebook. We did a little bit of digging, and actually on the published app, it said it was published by the MPE Team LLC. And this was kind of confusing, because all of the reports we saw was that it was from Facebook. Um, so after we did a little digging, we realized that in July of this year, um, Facebook created a separate branch of their product division, a separate company called the MPE Team LLC, which was focused on new products, um, new products and experiences. So give people a little background. Why would a company like Facebook do an offshoot arm like this instead of just doing it under their main brand. And I'm going to correct myself. It's called the new product experimentation. Oh. Sorry. And and so, and I think that experimentation um, verb explains a lot of it, is they want to experiment without having to um, uh, uh, maintain those standards of Facebook, of, of the product stability that they've kind of um, come to. Uh, well, I mean, you know, billions of people use it per day, right? So they have to kind of um, um, make sure what they're pushing out there is really good. So this separate arm, I think, was created where they can kind of rapidly test some really um, crazy features or crazy um products um, that they could potentially incorporate into um, other products that they have or build on top of by combining these features so, that they see that work. So let me play devil's advocate for a sec. Shouldn't people be possibly skeptical given the recent PR of from Facebook and around the world and in the U.S. specifically, and should they be scared or cautious about using uh, an offshoot of Facebook's uh, app and the, maybe the data is taken from there or, and if you mentioned that it's about kids like maybe we really need to think a couple times before allowing people to use this right yeah and I mean I think you know we got to scrutinize everybody right and so I think Facebook is the biggest example because they a, a billion people do touch the platform but I don't think that they're um, more honest or disingenuous than than any other Major company. Major company or service or product out there, right? And so um, I would approach it with the same level of caution that you should approach using anything on the web. Um, but um, it's interesting what they're trying to do here. I, I think it's interesting being able to push out something that is seemingly so separate, right? has no context of the purpose of, of um this feature or this set of features, right? Um, and then being able to test that rapidly and either make it better or deprecate it and say, hey, you know, this is the wrong move. Let's let's go on to a different product. Um, and that seems to be why this little arm was uh, created. Um, on their site, they actually say um, that the purpose of, of this is that we decided to use a separate brand name to set the appropriate expectations with our users that MP team apps will change very rapidly and will be shut down if we learn that they're not useful to people. So 
I think, you know, that's their forward explanation of it. Their backwards internal actually strategy behind this, um, you know, may involve more variables than they're letting on. But, um, yeah, it seems pretty clear that they want they want to be able to test totally separate things um, than than the product suite that they currently have available. Yeah, and that makes sense for any company, I guess, when you put it together like that, that they have an offshoot arm, and of course they want to do the mass experimentation without hurting their innovation or cash flow in the main business and the reputation they have. So this is interesting. We'll see how it shakes out, but we see this theme as well that you know Aux and Facebook are keying in on and that's the shareable music so yeah i think that we talk a lot about like the difference between a social networking service and a a music streaming service and we try and meld qualities of the two um to make the most sense you know for for uh, a music listening experience because that's ultimately um what we're trying to create at brassroots is the best music listening experience possible that that allows you to um uh, take advantage and capitalize different ways that, um, to use music, right, with your friends and to share it and create value through that. We, we talk about um, some of the, the other services that have come up recently kind of on um, part that, that have themes that are part of this concept, like TikTok, for example. Um, TikTok it has a big foundational pillar in music, right? Um, and another part in video, right? And the cool thing is people make these really cool videos with background tracks that are similar to Vine, but because they have the music element and, and um, the even uh, further um, shareability, I, I think, features, is it doesn't take um, um, so so much to like produce. They have more tooling built into the actual product than um, Vine did. Granted, it was produced like five years later. That's part of the reason that TikTok has been so successful, right? It, generated almost um, $17 billion in revenue this year, $7 billion last quarter. Um, and Facebook has seen that for a while now. Um, and so they released their own app, Lasso, which is, <laughs> we were just looking at it before this, literally a carbon copy of TikTok. Yeah, Facebook has no shame in copying <laughs> copying features from other companies at their scale. Yeah, and um, certain things have paid off and other things have not. But, you know, it, it we... There's not many disadvantages for Facebook to do that, mm-hmm. right? Because they're trying to build their moat. Um, so uh, let me press on like one last theme that we saw this week with the new AirPods that just came out too. One of the features that they slightly upgraded in these new AirPods is the Bluetooth ability where you can share music with each other if you're within a close proximity and you all both have the newest generation AirPods. And I think that's on the... I mean, we always deal on the software side for brass roots, but... Our idea and how we're implementing it in software is now being accompanied by amazing hardware, which can make these ideas proliferate. Because now people are listening to music together on their AirPods if they're in the same house or same area. It's yeah, cool. and it's really cool by Apple to build this into their hardware product. But I think the biggest thing that would actually like really make this super, super feasible, um, and there's been talk of it for years now, is the Bluetooth 3.0, right? Allegedly, the 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 newest iteration of Bluetooth, the most high concept Bluetooth, um, is capable of of reaching uh, 150 yards, right? And that would be a game changer because then you're actually able to connect to anyone through Bluetooth in like a like a pretty big proximity, right? You could be on the whole other side of the football field or equivalent and be able to still connect through hardware. 
So yeah. that I think that's one of the biggest things in hardware that would like make this jump right now. But it's cool to see, you know, Apple AirPods, etc. But but that the actual sharing of that doesn't work past. 10, 15, 20 feet. I think all these things are aligning to the thing of everybody being more connected and the bandwidth being higher. And I think with music streaming specifically, the ultra high bandwidth is people sharing music and experiencing it together or on a platform that generates collaborative uh, activities in nature. Oh, I just think, I I think you're absolutely right. And I think the way to do that, I think the way that's going to be most effective um, is to bring that to to achieve that result through the actual process of listening to music and the ways that people already enjoy music um um that's not going to change because we've developed that over years and years and years now with streaming with your library um i think it's going to be really interesting to see how dynamic this foundation can kind of become in the future um and I think that's where we're really going to see the really cool stuff is is out of this these sort of uh, familiarities or this foundation of music streaming that we've built, but creating new and dynamic experiences to listen um, within that context. So I, I, I'm really excited to actually see people developing in this space. And yeah, we talk about it too. It's like competition. Is that something like we should be scared about? Is that something we should worry about? But we typically always default to, you know, if we're doing what we need, we need to be doing. We we shouldn't um, be concerned. It's actually um, very very encouraging. Um, we were talking about this the other day as well. It's like it's very encouraging when we see development in the space because it shows that there's a legitimate um, interest, right? Um, not just from us here in Dallas, Texas, but across the world. So that's the really coolest thing to see, you know, in, in these developments in the space. We think some of these innovations with music streaming and some of these themes are just getting started, and this is just another thing that makes that evident. Uh, Cam, you want to add any last notes before we get out? No, man. I mean, it's it's going to be really interesting to see um, the future developments in this space. Um, and if there's anything that people, you know, on your podcast want to hear us talk about, any new products that they want us to review, um, we're super open. We love checking out new things. I just had the idea in my head during the podcast that. You could literally do a podcast where each day you just review and do research on each product release, and then it's out there. And anybody, instead of like only being able to go to product hunt, you could like audio hear yeah. it too. Yeah, that's super cool, man. I w- I, I'm just really interested to get people's opinions on different things, you know, and and not the like trolling opinions, like the actual legitimate, objective opinions. Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what you know podcasting is about. Thanks for tuning in. Stay oddly observant. Uh, Thanks for Cam for coming on the show, and we're out.